0: Ayers on the Road, value-based parenting and life balance ideas from world-traveling family coaches. Here's Richard and Linda Iyer. Hi, here we are on Ayers on the Road again.
1: It's another week and we woke up to snow this morning, Linda. What a deal, huh?
0: Yeah, they may be are we excited to about that may, <laughs> We are kind of excited. It's the dusting out there.
1: But um, apparently, we're going to get some this weekend. The changing of the seasons. We're we're in Park City right now, and we are. I think we're we're always excited about irs on the road, Linda. But I feel kind of especially excited today because the subject is is really a powerful thing. It really is. Let, let me let me let me start out this way. Um, families are crazy family you know we've got a son <laughs> right are. now and a daughter-in-law with six little kids the oldest ones just just turning 13 and we watch their life and how they try to cope with everything mm-hmm. and get everyone where they need to be and, and just take care of all the fires that need to be put out and I mean, and
0: and the dad is gone four days a week oh my usually, gosh traveling somewhere in the far east and south america it's crazy
1: families are especially families with little children are just a daily panic sometime a daily challenge and i remember so well when we were at that point in life linda and we were desperately looking for a way out we were looking for a way to simplify we were looking for some sort of magic bullet that would sort of even out our lives and make it so we could get through each week i remember it was about that time you can't you you ran into that one interesting saying about uh, what it's like to have a, a fifth child it's like you're you're in the water oh
0: yeah like <laughs> um, uh, i think this is jim gaffigan he said you know you know what it's like to have five kids it's like pretend that you're drowning and somebody throws you a baby <laughs> And I, I love that. That is the, how it feels. That that's is how, how it feels.
1: And, and the closest thing, that's why we're so excited about the show today. What, what the show is about today is the closest thing we have ever found to a way to simplify and a way to get through the craziness of trying to raise a bunch of kids, or even one kid for that matter. The, the craziness of trying to schedule and plan and take care of everything that needs taken care of. There is a key, there is a magic bullet, if you will. And Linda, what is it? It is the Sabbath
0: day. It is amazing. I mean, whether you're religious or not, it doesn't matter. The Sabbath day is the seventh day of the week, or the first day of the week, I guess. Um, but it is a time when you can do some magic for the rest of the week. And really, uh, I mean, you don't have to belong to a religion at all. Just using the Sabbath day for a way to create your coming week is pretty amazing. You,
1: using, it's a I like the, I like the word using, actually. It's a tool. The scriptures themselves tell us that, The Sabbath, man was not made for the Sabbath, but the Sabbath was made for man. And there is a sabbatical law. And as you say, Linda, it's not only in in sacred literature that we find this, but in a lot of secular literature and studies, the idea that, that resting and recreating and sort of restarting every seventh period, whether it's every seventh year or every seventh day, is a powerful principle. And you know, even farmers know it. They let their ground lie fallow one, one year in every seven, and that goes way back to biblical times. And there is this powerful regenerative notion that is actually a law, the sabbatical law. And it is the greatest simplifier. It is the way to get through hard times. It's the way to pause, reset, Recreate and get going. And if it's important for an individual, honey, don't you think it's doubly important for families?
0: <clears throat> Absolutely. And if you have a bunch of little kids, you might be sitting there saying, "Impossible! It is not possible." Sunday is the craziest day of the of the week. Um, often, you have <clears throat> a spouse who is at church where you're trying to get the kids ready for church. It is crazy. In fact, we have a son and daughter-in-law in New York City, and she is the Relief Study President. And so he gets all the kids ready um, And they walk church. to church. Three the little 20, firecrackers. 25 blocks. They walk to church in their limousine, which is a double stroller. <laughs> and um, it is really pretty amazing. And he's, he's happy to do it. I mean, it is. The world is different than it was when we were kids mm-hmm. and, and so on, but they have created some amazing things that c- holds their family together. On but
1: second. here's a little summary of what we're trying to say here about, about this principle.
0: We spend much time and money on self-help ideas, courses, and books, but the best self-help idea and the simplest is proper observance of the Sabbath day, which can simplify our lives and cause the other six days and the other nine commandments to work together for our good.
1: So that's the capsule of what, what we're trying to do. And the, we're drawing this from the, uh, the 12th book we ever wrote way back a little while ago. And it was when we were struggling. It was when we were at our busiest, craziest point. We called the book The Secret of the Sabbath. And what we meant by that title is, When you begin to see the Sabbath day not just as a day of rest, not just a day to go to church, not just a day to sort of you know not have to go to school or work, but when you begin to see it as a day of recreation, you 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 sort of said this, Linda. You you see it not as the seventh day, but as the first day, the first day of the coming week. Now you're going to spiritually create. This new week, these next six days, where are the pressure points? What are the challenges? What is the schedule? How are you going to do it? What are the goals? How will you measure yourself? What really matters? It's this mental, spiritual creation of the six days to come.
0: Well, and of course, we're perfect at this. (laughs) We really do a great job of this every week. We're sure better than we used to be. We are better than we used to be because the kids have gone. (laughs) That does make a big. No, problem. I
1: think we did. That's funny you'd say that. I think we did better when we had all the kids here because we had to. Well, maybe it was a in necessity some ways,
0: in some yeah. ways. Yeah, that's true. But it really is so hard to focus on what you need to be doing on Sunday if you concentrate on this is a time when I'm going to re. I'm going to recreate my my week. And, or the last week or whatever.
1: But I'm and, going to and create figured out. Happen. Figure out what, who's going to do what and how we're going to get through this week and so on. In other words, we, we're basically saying the Sabbath day concept, the sabbatical principle, matters to individuals. But it matters even more to families. Let, let me read another little passage here. The most simple and accurate way to perceive the true concept of sabbatical can be stated in one word. Renewal. Humans, like the soil of the earth they live upon, need regular rest and regular renewal, regeneration. Our minds and our spirits need it as much as our bodies. And when you're going crazy with a, with a young family and when you've got more than you can possibly do, the best chance you have to get through that coming week is to take some time on a Sunday to plan it out with the kids. To get everybody on the same page.
0: Yeah, now, for those listening who are, this is BYU Radio, and for those listening who are members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, we have had a whole new... Way to look at Sunday this year, starting in January, because we have something called "Come Follow Me,"
1: and we have shorter church. We
0: have shorter church, and we have time at home to really talk with our kids about the scriptures and have them be involved. And you know, everyone goes up and down. We started out with a blast, and we did great for a while. And then, and then things happen, and then it, it just life happens, and it gets harder. And then you have to. Pull yourself back, pull yourself back. But if you can make this a habit of not only talking about come follow me, which is the most important part of Sundays, is really focusing for us at least on the Savior and His teachings. But if we can think of that time as time to really think about the coming week and have your kids set some goals, have a little family meeting, that is really when we had our family meetings <clears throat> on Sunday now, afternoon. That was the
1: time that worked for us. It really is. In fact, read read one more little passage here from our book on the Sabbath day because it sort of pins down the thesis or the the theory of why the Sabbath day matters so much.
0: This is not a book about the Sabbath day as much as it is a book about becoming and improving within ourselves and our families, about living a fuller, happier life, about deepening our spirituality and our relationship with God and about using the Sabbath day to bring these things about
1: so there you are again back to the idea of seeing the Sabbath as a tool or as a great simplifier that allows you to do things now let's do this just for a minute honey what if you pull yourself back for a minute and imagine that you didn't know what the subject of today's show was, just for a minute. And what if someone came to you and said, hey, I've got a little secret here, and if you will follow this secret, here's the things it'll do for you. Let's read every other one. And let's say you didn't know what it was, but you, you were given these promises. There's a little thing that if you do it, number one, you'll have regular access to God's guidance.
0: And a simpler, clearer view of life and of your purpose in life.
1: A greater control over your own destiny. A happier, more unified family. An ability to better live all the other nine commandments.
0: A well-rested sense of well-being.
1: Access to the good things of the earth. Prosperity, in other words.
0: A pattern of order and purpose in
1: your life. Insight to your own potential. A deeper testimony and witness of Jesus Christ. A spiritual link to your ancestors and to your children. Inner peace in this world. Better relationships with family and
0: friends. A marriage of true partnership and oneness. Eternal life in the world to come. Oh my goodness, (laughs) that is an amazing Does that
1: sound like a wish list?
0: It does, it's it's really, (laughs) that's kind of grandiose. And it does not include checking the scores
1: on the sports. (laughs)
0: Which you well, have to admit you do once in a
1: while. Well, you know, uh, getting back to the subject. <laughs> no, We have to
0: be real here. It is really hard to stay
1: focused. Well, that, that, that is the hard. I mean, the, the answer to all, the, the thing that gives you all those promises is a proper observance of the Sabbath day, making it this day of recreation. But the world works against us. I mean, I, we lived in England for a while when we were mission president there, and you know, it was a beautiful time. It was many years ago. And on in England in those days, when Sunday came, everything was closed. Yeah, you, you everything was closed. You couldn't get a quart of milk on Sunday. Which was You really had no choice but scary. to sort of be with your family. Right. But now the whole world, I mean, I'm a sports guy, and it's so annoying to me that all the best games are always on Sunday. So this is a thing about making a choice of what you want the Sabbath to be for you. And we just got a minute or so before we go to break, and then we're going we're gonna to get really practical in the second half of the show and give you some ideas, some methods, some techniques for making the Sabbath work better for you. But, but on the theory, Linda, it is interesting. The Lord calls the Sabbath His day, and yet He tells us that the Sabbath was made for us and that it is our day. Did He make it for us, or did He make it for us to observe? That's the question. Is it our day or his day? And, of course, the answer is it's really both. Yeah, it really is. So we hope you
0: will give this a little thought, and we really are going to give you some specific things that we've tried off and on. I mean, we're not perfect like anybody else, but we're going to give you some specific things to think about doing even if you're just an individual or a family.
1: One more metaphor to just get us deep into this concept before we get to the specific methods. Uh, There's a story. When I was a little boy, my grandfather was a Swedish immigrant who was the head of the woodworking department at Utah State University in Logan, would take me up to his woodworking shop and try to have me saw with an old dull saw, and I couldn't cut the board. Then he would take the saw from me and sharpen it and hand it back to me, and now I cut through the board. The Sabbath day, and our concept here, and we're gonna pursue this after the break, is sharpening your saw.
0: Absolutely, it's a great metaphor. So hang on, we'll be back in just a minute. Welcome back to Iyer's On The Road. Here's Richard
1: and Linda Iyer.
0: And we're back today we're talking about the secret of the sabbath a book that richard actually wrote all by himself
1: don't <laughs> but- even say that this was a this was a chronicle of our experience as a family trying to figure out how to get our heads above water and the answer turned out to be living the Sabbath day. Yeah, but
0: you are the master of that. You can go in the den and sit down and come up with the most amazing Well,
1: forget about the book ideas. though. Forget about the book. The the main story here is how you and I together figured out that the Sabbath day was what we needed. It was the key. It was the best it was the way we could survive week to week.
0: Right, and there were days when I thought I couldn't survive, uh, even with the Sabbath day, especially because of the Sabbath day. Everybody had to have shoes to go to church, and we were taking kids in snow boots in the middle of summer because nobody could find their shoes, and it was a crazy, a, a crazy time. So we want you to know that life was real at our house just as it is. As as it is it yours.
1: but what did we do? I mean here you're the mother, you're the heart of this family you've got all these little kids we discover, we really plow into we really try to get deep into the observance of the Sabbath with the hope that it'll simplify our lives and sort of smooth them out and make them make them less oriented to putting out little fires and more oriented to real goals what did we what did we do? how did we Let's say someone's listening out there and they're saying, okay, enough theory. How do you, what do you implement in order to make the Sabbath day work for your family? What would you answer?
0: Um, I would say a mindset. You have to change your mindset on Sunday and really realize that this is a time when you're going to make some things happen. It's not gonna be all day, it doesn't happen all day, but there are segments of the day when, if you carve it out, you can make it happen.
1: So, what were the, let's, let's review the specific things that we experimented with. We experimented with a lot of things, but the ones that really stuck for our family and the ones we put in this book and the ones we preach when we have a chance to talk to families, I would say it would start off with what we called our Sunday session, which was just you and I together. And we would have to get up pretty early in the morning before the kids were awake. Or stay up later that night to have this private meeting between the two of us where we, as husband and wife, were looking at the coming week. What are our bottlenecks? What are our pressures? Where do the kids need to be? What is our schedule? And where we would end it with a testimony meeting, with an expression of love to each other. That couples meeting, that Sunday session, I would say was in a way the very first thing that we had to try to do. Yeah,
0: actually we started this years and years ago when our first little kids were three and four who they could just barely talk. And we had heard a talk at church about spend some time with your family talking about how you feel about the gospel of Jesus Christ and how you feel about each other and how you communicate with each other and it was really amazing um i do have to say we were we were called to, to be mission presidents richard was being president and uh, i did the food and a lot of things on the
1: side you were a partner um, you were the partner
0: and uh it, it when in london when we were just young parents um i was 29 and he was 31 when we got there and we um Started had a testimony meeting with the missionaries in our little living room. I have to tell you, when I got to that living room, we had the world's ugliest couch. Oh, my gosh. I, I just, <laughs> I was sick when I saw that couch. It was just so, I mean, this is goofy to say, but I mean, really, I w- did not like this couch. By the end of our three years of testimony meetings in that room with our little children and also with missionaries, I wanted to take that couch home with me. I love that so much because, because so
1: many spiritual times. There's happened so
0: many there. so many wonderful beautiful moments. times. So many
1: tears yeah. were shed there. Yeah, and you know, so that's the second thing I would say. You know, the first thing on Sabbath is to have a If you're if you're a married couple, have this little special time just with yourself, where you really bear your souls to each other, and you really look at the week ahead, and you 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 get it in mind what's going to make a difference that week. And the second thing is a family meeting. And sometimes people call these family home evenings or family planning sessions or whatever. And some people have them on Mondays or on other nights. But consider the possibility of having at least part of that meeting on the Sabbath where you're thinking, okay, tomorrow's Monday, the next day's Tuesday. Let's look at the week. What are we facing? What do we need to do? And then... Where the kids are involved and you're building this institution of family and you're maybe having a gripe session or a time when kids can say what they think is wrong. Maybe you're reviewing your your family laws or your family rules. Maybe you're setting goals for the week ahead, teaching kids to set goals. And there, there just is no better time to do this. Then on Sunday, now you may say, well, shouldn't Sunday be an entirely spiritual day? That is the most spiritual thing you can do, because you're talking about who you're becoming and how you're going to get through this week in in a positive way. And there's a wonderful scripture that says, um, I, the Lord God, created everything spiritually before it was naturally upon the face of the earth. And that's what Sabbath is for, to spiritually create the week ahead, and what we're gonna be doing, and so on.
0: Um, it really is, I think it's made a huge difference in our in our family, and, and we, you know, we don't want you to think that we never missed a Sunday, or that things work just perfectly, but it, gosh, if you have it in your mind, it is pretty amazing, it's pretty amazing what can happen.
1: So So now you're talking about two meetings, one for yourself as a couple, one for your family together, and then I think the third thing that can happen is you become sort of a consultant as a parent to your children, and you're inviting the child, even as young as five or six years old, to see the Sabbath as a time of refreshing and a time of recreating. And you, you hand them a little, a little piece of paper maybe that's made up as a, as a calendar, just for the week, just with, you know, here's Monday, here's Tuesday, here's. Write down the things that you, you need to do each day. Write down the things that are critical. And then up at the top, have some goals. How, you know, and, and again, we, we always would try to help the kids to see three kinds of goals for the week ahead. One was their character goal. What can you do this week to make yourself a better person? And we'd discuss it and we'd talk about it. And what are your opportunities? Is there, you know, the, the payoffs are when kids really start thinking and a kid will say something like, there's a new boy at school and he's really he doesn't have any friends. My goal is to, I'm going to be his friend this week or whatever. It makes you cry sometimes how beautiful the thoughts are of children. When, when you focus their minds on what these goals. So one goal for your character, one goal for your academics. Is there a big test this week? Is there a big paper? What's the most important thing this week and what's your goal on it? and then extracurricular what is there something with your music is there something with your sports is there a really big thing you want to do this week and getting kids to think one week at a time and set those simple goals honestly linda it's a pat. it's 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 the most valuable thing you can give to them
0: yeah and actually once every few months um we had them write their goals and and this has become a big church-wide thing now we did a five-facet thing where they had to think about how they were gonna take care of themselves physically, socially, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. Um, It really, I think they are telling us now that that changed the way they looked at the world because they did have something that they were focused on that they were working toward. And uh, the proof is in the pudding, wow, these kids are really great goal-setters.
1: Well, and when kids, and again, don't don't underestimate your kids. You say, well, my, my child's only seven. He can't understand any of this. Actually, you know, you'll be amazed how conceptual even young children can be when you give them a framework. That's the key, Linda. So if you say, all right, you know, what are you going to try to do this week? In your character? What are you going to do this week in your grades? What are you going to do this week in your extracurricular? Kids start getting that framework and then they start thinking okay, a week happens, it's seven days. Four of those weeks basically make a month. And so we would often, and this is a practice followed by so many people, make the first Sunday of each month even more special because now we're not just thinking about the week ahead, we're thinking about the month ahead. And many people uh, in our culture, we call that a fast Sunday. That's the week where we fast. We miss two meals and we try to cause that fasting to give us an even deeper sort of spiritual feeling. And in that context, with the children again, okay, this is now gonna be November. This is the first Sunday in November. Let's think about this whole month. What are the main things this month? Let's look at our calendar. What are the things coming up? What are we doing for Thanksgiving? Who's going to be here with us? What are we doing during fall break or whatever? When do you have your most important test this week? When are your do you have a recital? Are there games? Get it all on there. Get it in the child's mind and help the child to see that just as we're told that God Created things spiritually before he actually created the earth. You, even as a little child, can create something spiritually in your mind by thinking about it and by setting a goal, and that will become, that will get you a better opportunity to make that thing become a reality during the month. So the weekly su- Sunday sessions, then the monthly ones, and maybe coupled with fasting. How young a child can you ask to do some? fasting, do you think,
0: Linda? Well, um, seven or eight. Eight is uh, the magic age um, for us and for those who belong to our church. It is Eight is really such an important, it's called the age of accountability. But you know what? You, you can have your little children set goals and they're amazing at it. When we were working on this with our little children and with joy schools and, and goals and so on, um, I had a little child once who came to me and said, uh, uh, she'd come for a little joy school session, and she said, my my goal this month is to quit sucking my thumb, but when I have my blankie, I can't quit (laughs) sucking my thumb. Can you please put my blankie on the top of your refrigerator where I can't reach it because I really can't not suck my thumb when I have – I mean, that's a pretty – Amazing, complex thing for a three-year-old to think. But this really happens. It's, it's amazing. They can start setting goals when they're very young.
1: So you get the picture that it's a time to recreate this coming week, this coming month, and so on. It's also a fabulous time to tell your children about their ancestors. We are really big on this, aren't we, Linda? That, <coughs> this this yeah. idea that kids become resilient and they be they begin to form a identity that nothing can ever take away from them when they hear stories about their ancestors and what a time Sunday is part of part of what we're saying here you know a lot of times people think of Sunday in terms of what you shouldn't do don't go out and play don't right, don't, right. <laughs> don't watch football you know don't do this don't do that and really what you want to do as a parent is build certain things that you only do on Sunday. You can only do them on Sunday. You can have a special time with your family. You can hear these stories about your ancestors. You can, you know, set these goals for the coming week. These are, these are not, this is not a day where you're restricted. This is a day where you have opportunities to do things you can never do at any other time.
0: And in fact, as this came home to us, um, when we had we assigned the kids an ancestor to read and and study about and then on sunday they became that ancestor and shared the story with
1: us yeah yeah you can can be so creative let us wrap up by saying this you know think of it this way a builder pauses to plan a carpenter puts aside the board and sharpens his saw the earth undergoes the dormancy of winter and reemerges at the freshness of spring the very God of heaven and earth created and then rested. God invites us to be the creators of our own lives, the designers of our own destiny. He gives us a special day each week in which we may do this. And that day is Sunday, and this is the secret of the Sabbath.
0: So good luck with that. and gives you something to think about. We'll talk to you next time on Hires on the Road. Thanks for listening.